love that high and welcome to the hype with me, Noli, Brian, and John. How you doing, Brian? How you, how's it going? How's it going? Uh, today we are joined by Almost Always Ryan. Hello. Almost Always Chewy. Hi. And first time ever, Elliot. Hi. So we're going to start with where have you been doing? I'll let you think about it. I'll go first. Because okay. I want to get this out of the way and I want to talk about it. Uh, one thing I've been doing this week is helping out a friend of mine uh, with an internet video. Uh, we all know him, Kyle Smith. He is a, a testicular cancer survivor, and every month on the 15th, he releases a, a YouTube video. Uh, it's always a parody or something funny, kind of as a reminder for everybody to check their uh, balls and boobs for cancer. And everyone should check it out. Check 15. I'm, I'm, I think they're on Twitter. I know they're on Facebook and on YouTube. Check 15. To make yeah. it really exciting. He, he I've t- actually been in contact with Kyle. He's going to be on our podcast here in the next couple of weeks. Oh, perfect. He yes. can talk about it more. The one I just did is a, a parody of um, the Monster Mash. And uh, we kind of used this space again to record the vocals, and I, I mixed it down for him. So, And it was a very good mix. Thank you. Yeah. 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 And share it with everybody and get more people to follow it because it's important. Yep. Yeah. I was going to say... It, to make it more exciting, you should touch yourself while watching the videos. Oh, you yeah. can, absolutely. You can. I mean, you can touch yourself whenever yeah. you want. You guys aren't? I'm doing it right <laughs> Already, now. Already, yeah. <laughs> Is it okay I touch you... myself during the podcast. It's just whatever, you know? Yeah. Is That's it why o- it's not a video podcast. <laughs> yeah. Is it okay if you check your friend's walls for cancer? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. As long as you're checking. Uh, all right, I guess I'm going to go with... I saw so many movies this past week. It's kind of tough to narrow it down. Ooh, uh, no me, I watch I movies. Any. I'm uh, a movie watcher. I'm a I'm a veritable cinema goer. I was really just I'm broke. I can't go outside, so I'm gonna stay inside and watch as many free things as I can. Oh, good free movies. I may have seen those. Yeah. Uh, so I watched Tusk by Kevin Smith. Oh, uh, interesting. That's the one I'll bring up. Uh, I saw many other better movies, but I also saw Tusk. Yeah. Uh, has anyone seen Tusk? Yes, that's sort of. I saw the, the trailer for I it. Seen yet. I was it, always on the fence about whether or not I wanted to watch it. Uh, I, I put it on and kind of walked away in the middle because it's, it, it's, it's bad. bad. It's really, really, <laughs> really bad. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to spoil the ending of it. Sure. Hopefully that doesn't bother anyone. Uh, it's kind of the selling point of the y- film. It really is. I mean, either you like it or you don't. I don't. It didn't work for me. Uh, but you have Justin Long, who has been turned into a walrus. And then I forget the name of the actor, the uh, the good actor that Kevin Smith got, the old guy who was in Red State in this one, Michael something. Mm-hmm. Michael, um, Park? Michael Parks. Yes. Um, he puts on a walrus suit, and then they fight to the death as walruses. And watching this yep. is just a trial who of patience. Wins? Uh, Justin Long does. The audience does. So the, the, the audience, audience loses, loses for sure. <laughs> so what happens to Justin Long afterwards? He lives as a walrus in a Canadian park. Yeah. <laughs> yep, and his friends Chewy's come and visit and throw show. him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So he lives as a walrus in a, a Canadian park, and then his friends, uh, who's uh, Haley Joel Osment and some other girl, show up and they give him dead fish to yeah. eat, and he eats the fish, <laughs> and that's the end of the movie. I would just sp- moan, "Kill me!" So well, he, I mean, he is loses there... his tongue, so he can't talk, so he just goes. Arr, 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 arr. Is there any perfect example of like when Kevin Smith was at his most high? Than when he conceptualized this movie? Yeah, it's the walrus fight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely the walrus fight. Or when they start, when he starts losing the walrus fight, he's like, I can see your survival instincts are intact. Well, so are mine! And then he busts out of his walrus suit to try to fight the Justin Long walrus, and then he stabs him in the foot. It's it's really the worst thing I've seen all week. And I've watched a lot of movies. This week. All right, that's it for me, though. Somebody else should go. <clears throat> uh, I'll go next. So I've been watching uh, a YouTube channel. I watch YouTube a bunch. Uh, one of the things I came across was this uh, channel called Postmodern Jukebox. And what they do is they take modern songs and apply an old-time style to it. So the most recent example I watched was um, a song called Umbrella. 
I don't listen Ella, to Ella Ella. Rihanna song. Yeah, Rihanna song, but it's sung in the style of Singing in the Rain. Oh, they mm. did that on Glee. Okay. <laughs> yeah. They Glee did, did do it. that on Glee. <laughs> yeah. Glee did it. Um, but yeah, so they have that style. It's just one shot on the people playing the instruments, the singers, the dancers, and they have they dress up in the old style too, and uh, it's really really captivating, really fun to watch. It's a cool channel. You should check it out and uh, like see how they kind of readapt like adapt the the modern music into an older style. Very interesting. Very uh, very captivating. Cool. Chewy, it's your turn. Let me take my shoes off. Why? Stare at me awkwardly to. while you do. <laughs> uh, She's just looking at me like, shoes. is this okay? Like a cat who's trying to get away with something. <laughs> Velcro. Chewy has removed her shoes and yes. she has now made us all uncomfortable. What will happen next? She's um, holding one of her bare feet above the other and she just separated them. They are atop her shoes. <laughs> she has her feet on top of her shoes. The thing was, if this is an all-foot podcast, I better get a lot of listens. Just <laughs> like, oh, feet. Quentin Tarantino would be our biggest fan. Seven and a half, eight, something in between. She's and making the toes. The toes are very toes. cute. Would Stop have a... looking at my feet. <laughs> <laughs> it's as you say. They were separated, and they yeah. went back together again. Uh, it's really... Stop it. <laughs> Quentin Tarantino's in the corner like, yeah. yes. Oh. 2015. Um, so, well, we saw Crimson Peak did we did Ooh. and i would have to say that that movie felt like i was wrapped in nice crushed crimson velvet the whole time and i really enjoyed it it was beautiful and the story was not quite what you were expecting but i kind of loved it for what it was yeah i was definitely surprised by what the movie actually was about because mm. i mean the trailers i I've, i watched them afterwards they they kind of lead you down one road, and it doesn't. It kind of goes down that road, but it kind of has its own different story. But it's definitely like yeah. it is a solid. It's a solid story. Yeah. It's just it doesn't get too. No, no, like, no, don't don't say anything about it. I, just, I would just say it doesn't get desperate. Yeah, like okay, how a lot of like horror movies can get at this point of like, oh, we need to scare you. Yeah, it, and it's just like, no, <laughs> this is the story I'm telling, and this is how I'm going to do it. Yeah, where does it rank in the Del Toro canon? It's more like it's a, just really different than his other movies. I, I don't think so. I think it, it it's, goes with it's Pan's more like, Labyrinth. Yeah, it goes. It's more like if he hadn't done like Pacific Rim and Hellboys and that sort of stuff, and he'd only done Pan's Labyrinth, and this with the follow up, it would make sense. Yeah, it complete That's, sense. It feels, expect, but yeah. it yeah, doesn't like you would never even really know that it's the same person that did Pacific Rim. No, no, it's not. If it wasn't for Charlie Hunnam being in it, and then the, and, the guy um, from Torchwood. Yeah, the guy from Torchwood. But he's only in it for a little bit. But which, he's always which guy wonderful. From Torchwood? I wish I could remember um, his name. John Barrowman. No, not that no. one. No. Um, the one who died and then came back. Oh, he kind of looks Solus. like a snake. Yeah, uh, he was also in Dark Knight Rises. He was and Pacific Rim. And Pacific Rim with Charlie Day. Yeah, his right hand man. I never remember. Oh, that. I no, need to start guy. remembering his name. He's a wonderful actor. He I want a... him to come more to the states. Yeah, he's good. Uh, now it's me. Yeah, I I've got a. I recently got a new grown-up job, so that's been taking up a lot of my time. Congrats. Yeah. Or I'm sorry. I mean, I, I shouldn't <laughs> presume. Yeah. Does it make you wear a tie? Does uh, it make you wear uh, no. shoes? We get to wear Hawaiian shirts on that Friday. That's great. So, oh, well, that sounds like a job that, that makes you wear job. a tie. <laughs> yeah. You have to wear a tie four days a week, but Hawaiian this day you Fridays. can be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've never worn a tie. I'm kind of the office rebel. 
if you will. Whoa, mm -hmm. you are an ascot. He's a wild card. <laughs> <laughs> but beyond that, a uh, couple things. Uh, are you guys comic book readers? At yes, all? Mm -hmm. indeed. Um, Absolutely. I've been Not. reading. <laughs> I've been reading Mark Grunewald's run on Captain America. Really good. Yeah. Uh, back in the mid 2000s, Marvel released all these CDs that have like 500 issues mm. of their comic book series. So I've gone through like that Spider Man one, Hulk, X Men, mm -hmm. Fantastic Four. I'm doing the Captain America one right now. And the Mark Grunewald run from the 80s is really good. Like he was on the, I think he's on the book for like 10 years. Wow. So yeah. it's the kind of thing where like when a writer's involved for that long, you get all these like subplots and supporting characters. Mm -hmm. And what I really think is interesting about it is that it really has, there's a lot of violence in it. Like a lot more than you would expect for like an 80s era Marvel comic. Mm -hmm. But it not only has violence, but it also goes into the repercussions of that violence. So if somebody gets killed in a horrible way, then the next couple issues are going to be dealing with the aftermath. And there's a lot of political uh, ramifications. Uh, like Cap got kicked out of, he couldn't be Captain America anymore because he's hasn't been operating as a government operative specifically. You know, he's been kind of an independent operator, mm -hmm. but he was given powers by the government. It's a whole thing. But I would recommend Mark Grunewald's run on Captain America. For sure. And then uh, I watch a lot of movies, just as you do. Yep. Uh, and the best movie I've seen in probably years has been The Martian. Uh, did you guys see that? Oh, yeah. Uh, I haven't yet, but I watched it. We flipped a coin between that and Crimson Peak and went with Crimson Peak. <laughs> I'm... Yeah, I this like I liked The Martian more than Gravity. It's like... I didn't really like Gravity, hard. so that's not hard for me to do. <laughs> You're right. Gravity, well, yeah, that movie f fails after a while. Gravity is an incredible... Um, like roller coaster. Yes. But The Martian it has a much bigger cast. So it has it's much more powerful because it's about the human race, you know, kind of mm. coming together. But everybody everybody knows about The Martian. What I want to spotlight was a movie called Two Night Stand. Have any of you heard of that? I've heard of it. No. I don't really I've heard the name. Yeah. But that's yeah, I don't know it. anything about it. So it's about these two young adults, uh, 20 somethings who they have a one-night stand, and then the next morning there's this huge snowstorm. So the girl tries to leave in the morning, but she can't. She's just stuck there. Hmm. So the whole movie is kind of just them trapped in an apartment together and just talking. Uh, it stars Miles Teller, who, you know, aside from Fantastic Four, has been doing very well for himself. Uh, but the female lead is named Emily <coughs> Tipton. Do you guys know who that mm -mm. is? Nope. She was... In uh, Crazy Stupid Love, she mm. was the teenage girl that fell in love with Steve Carell. Oh, See that okay. Movie? Yeah, yeah. She's also okay. in Warm Bodies and Lucy. Like She's done a lot of movies, but it's the kind of thing where she was a face that I knew from movies. But after watching Two Night Stand, it's a real, in my mind, a real star-making performance. Like In the movie, she's very funny, but she's also... Like, she's smart and capable, but she also has like a level of vulnerability to her that makes you kind of fall in love with her a little bit. So I think that for me, watching Two Night Stand, it's the kind of thing where oftentimes when I'm watching... Fucking Evan Stone. Excuse the drilling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's an adult film star drilling some construction work outside of our... He just keeps drilling. Yeah. Drilling and hammering away. He's got multiple talents. He's gone away. Um, but with a lot of romantic comedies, they can be a little low stakes. So it's easy to just like, oh, let me check Twitter, Facebook or whatever. But with Two Night Stand, like, I really kind of fell in love with the actors and their chemistry. And it's kind of 
this wasn't a well-reviewed movie at all, but I totally fell for it, hook, line, and sinker. So I would definitely recommend uh, Two Night Stand. There's actually a website called hoopladigital.com. Uh, it's in conjunction with the uh, public library system. So if you have a public library card, you can go onto that website free of charge and rent the movie onto your computer. And if you put in the offer code HYPE, you'll get a free deal from the After the Hype podcast. That last part isn't true. I was going to say, wh- who set that up? <laughs> what? I I'm sure like, didn't. Maybe next time. Intern, where are you? Yeah. <laughs> Stop messing with Chewy's feet. <laughs> you should see her face right now. Yeah, it's funny. It was, it was funny, and then the <laughs> face was pretty great. <laughs> uh, it's going to be a forever gag, you know? <laughs> well, it'll be a few episode gag, and then we'll forget about it. Yeah. Just like in the old days when I used to say, fuck Tony every episode. There it is. I forgot about that. Yeah. 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 Every episode had to say fuck Tony. I was even going to make a shirt about it, but then then I didn't. Okay, so breakdown for today. Ellie, when's the last time you listened to one of our episodes? Was it a while ago? I listened to the uh, Frankenstein one. Okay. Oh, and uh, respect. I really liked uh, Kenneth Branagh. Uh, Frankenstein as well. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's wonderful. Like, okay, so we need to move on to the breakdown though. And Elliot, you get the honors today. Oh, good. As uh, a first time, uh, thirty seconds, right? Thirty seconds. Yep. Uh, go. Scott Howard is a whiny teenager who hates his life, but all that changes when he discovers he's a werewolf. He tries to keep it a secret until he accidentally wolfs out during basketball practice. He uses his lycanthropy to become the most popular kid in school. But after a couple of rage issues, he decides to abandon the monster persona. He turns back into a human, wins the big basketball game, and kisses his girl. Because as Michael J. Fox says, he's a werewolf, not a fag. Wow. You he's practiced a werewolf, that. Not wow. a fag? <laughs> yeah. That was 30 seconds on the dot. <laughs> I mean, according to my timer. This was uh, last night. Just like the first go around was like a minute. Yeah. Like you really have to condense that shit. Yeah, that was uh, that was well practiced. Yeah. You're not okay. gonna you're not gonna catch me with my pants down. <laughs> but maybe your shoes off. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we'll get started with the numbers. Uh, this movie came out in 1985. That's right, uh, and it made 33 million. Which was pretty good for this movie, mm-hmm. I guess. I don't know. I don't know what the budget was, but I'm assuming it was less than that. Less than that. <laughs> yeah. About five hundred dollars. Well, well they spent there. money on makeup. Yeah, some. Right. They some. spent all the money on makeup. They they in the transformation scene, like his cheeks are moving up and down. Yeah. a little bit. So that costs. <laughs> That's something. a million right yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so. <laughs> I could, there's no user reviews for this thing, so I had to go. Interesting. With a, I had to go with a uh, with a quite famous reviewer. Uh, it's Vincent Canby. If anybody knows who this is, uh, he's not the, famous enough. He's the movie reviewer for the New York Times, okay. or was back in the day. I this is the review that undid him. Uh, it's not. Probably. I'm just going to use the little blurb that you get on Metacritic because uh, okay. it's nice and short, and we can get going. That way, we don't have to attribute <laughs> yeah. it. Uh, so, for a film that's so innocuous, Teen Wolf is aggressively boring. <laughs> aggressively <laughs> boring. Yep. Nailed it. It really is. It really is. <laughs> How did this happen? <laughs> like, I This s- is not the, the horror month I signed up for. Is that what uh, Ryan's little blurb would have been? Teen Wolf. How, How did, did this happen? happen? <laughs> How did this get made? This is no, like- wait. Copyright. Someone's uh, already done podcast. that. Wrong podcast. 
how when we would be watching the Transformers movies, you made me sit down and watch those, and I, I just started like rolling around in the seat, going, "Oh, why?" <laughs> I far prefer the Transformers. I started. <laughs> I started doing that during this movie. I was just like, it is not at all what I remembered as a child. Okay. Apparently, I only remembered the one scene of him on top of the van. Well, here's I think that's a good place to start with this episode because I feel like this movie is remembered far more fondly than it actually like. <laughs> Is <laughs> basically, so basically than the movie that exists. Yeah. Yep. Basically, you watch this and you're like, wait a minute, this is Michael J. Fox. Oh, I was thinking Back to the Future. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I totally didn't remember that he was just born a werewolf. Like I was just waiting for there to be some sort of horror element at some point, but there's not. No, well, it's, just, the, it's a big metaphor for anything awkward about being a teenager. It's just it a is. metaphor for getting pubic hair. Yeah. But it's weird head. because, like, if you talk to anyone, not really anyone, but you talk to a lot of people, especially our, our age group, like, in their, like, clo- like late, mid, 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 mid 20s to, like, mid 30s, like, that era. People the last are, act of our lives. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, people really love this movie. Really love it. Like really? when we put it, yeah, when we put it on uh, Facebook, that was the only one people voted for. It. Yeah. Wow. How did this happen? Hey. <laughs> I Facebook voted came for out. Wolf. Yeah, you did. Because Jack Nicholson is awesome with every, Michelle Pfeiffer. Every other yeah. movie we had Thank up you. had one vote. Yeah. That's it. Including Everyone our, else or that was our own. Yeah. No, no, no. It was one plus ours. But yeah. so, I think it's gang it all from the Back to the Future lovers out there. They I just, think you're right. Yeah. Must have been. They love Back to the Future so much that this movie came out the same year. It did. Michael J. Fox looks exactly the same. Yep. It's like he he whines as much at the beginning of this movie as he does at the start of Back to the Future. His walking mannerism is the same yep. as it is in Back to the Future. Do you know what watching this movie is like? Uh, if you guys have ever worked a retail job or something and you see your coworkers in their uniform all the time and then somehow you see them in normal clothes, <laughs> it's like I you look like the guy I know, yeah. but you just you have a totally different vibe. Yeah. And like you yeah. watch this and it's Marty McFly, but he's just trapped in a horrible movie. Yeah. <laughs> Where's your time machine now, yep. jerk? <laughs> I like to see the doc take him Body, around in the back. wolf form. Yeah, it's just such a it's such a weird thing to go through because I hadn't watched this movie since I was probably in elementary school, and all I really remembered was a wolf playing basketball. Yeah, and that was it. So I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I remember liking that movie as a kid. No. Like, yeah, wolf basketball, woohoo! And then I sit here and watch. I'm like, fuck, this is only an hour and a half. Yeah, it just keeps going. <laughs> like I remembered the basketball, but I thought it was as important to the plot as it was like when I watched Buffy the movie. Like, no, basketball is not, the plot. Yeah, yeah. It's just like what this is the main thing. Yeah, it's this is the prequel to Air Bud, right? Yeah. Well, and I didn't and even I didn't even have the. There's benefit. no rule on the rule book that says a werewolf can't play basketball yeah. or turn into a dog and not play any, basketball well, now, in the 90s. See, now they have a rule. That now this if movie Air Bud came into rule. this movie, that would be interesting. Yeah, I think I probably would have liked it more. <laughs> yeah. And then I, we, could, we could do an entire month on Airbud movies. Space oh Buddies, God, here we they go. They never stop. No, no. <laughs> I quit. That's like two um, months worth of movies. I would say I, I didn't have the benefit of nostalgia with this because I never saw it. Yeah, I did. All I had was like everyone else saying how great this movie was, how much of like the TV show remake was such a travesty to the original, and how like oh, this movie is so sacred. And then I was watching it the other night, and I was doing other things. I was bored. Yeah, and I pulled out the laptop. I, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I to be fair, I liked the coach. We can get into him later. I thought his style was like how I felt about the movie. And it was sure, like, yeah. I was actually yeah. in his. He was an avatar for me. Yeah. Like, I don't care. I don't care. You do what you do. You do you. <laughs> You'd be a wolf if you want. Yeah, yeah. Do whatever. You'll be fine. 
just other than and how boring this movie was, there was just so many things that I hated about it. Like, well, let's, here, let's jump into that, because I, I want to yeah. try to bring some structure back to this free flow podcast. Um, but let's, okay, so things that we hate about this movie, and I think a great place to start with that is actually Michael J. Fox. Because I, I usually really like Michael J. Fox. I miss Michael J. Fox. And watching him in stuff like this makes me go, man, he was good. Yeah. Because... He's charismatic. As, He's charismatic. Absolutely. He, he is. And I I enjoyed him for what I could in this movie, but his character is just garbage. No, it's got It's not a character. He's and a he jerk. tries. He really does. Like, Michael J. Fox, for all it's worth, does really try hard to make this movie entertaining. Yep. But it's just, it, it fails he, on, like, he, every front. And that's, I think, I feel like it's a, a lot of it is owed to the content. It's out of the because content, there's out of the nothing, director. there's nothing there for him. The the director just didn't know how to handle a lot of these scenes. Like yeah. you can just tell there was just nothing there. Like it was especially, especially the transformation scene, which is what I'll now always remember in this movie of him just staring into a mirror, going and jump cutting to make up to more makeup. Yeah, and it's just <laughs> it's like he ducks down and comes back up. He's got more, he's more wolfed. Ah, yeah, it's just such a weird. He's making sex noises while he's doing. It. It's like oh, 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 no, no, he, daddy, no. He's making a child's idea of sex noises. Yeah, because yeah. it's always like ah, yeah. Okay, Dad. Like, what is this? Like, why is this scene so long? It His hair is so going. lustrous, though. It's so perfectly combed out. To be it, fair, though, I, I don't want to spoil it yet because this does lead into my favorite quote of the movie and is kind of my favorite scene in the film. <laughs> the aftermath of the Oh, yeah, yeah. I wasn't going to jump into yeah, yeah. that because it does end well. It the scene does end does. well. But the whole transformation scene, like, and it's one of those things where, like, for anyone who's a fan of a werewolf movie or a wolfman movie, which is what we probably should have been doing, today, um, <laughs> the transformation scenes are like pivotal to these films. Yeah. Like, it's what you want to see. Like, you go back to watching, like, an American werewolf in London. It's like that. That's a brutal scene. It's awesome, and the music and everything about it. Like that's like one of the best werewolf scenes in any movie ever. And then you get to the transformation scene in this thing, and it's like it, you can just tell the whole time like we got to make a PG werewolf movie. How do we make this more PG? Well, they barely even engage with the werewolf concept because yeah. what werewolves are about is going from a human to this beast, this animal that you can't control. And with this movie, he turns into a werewolf, but he has none of the werewolf character traits. You mean werewolves just aren't better at basketball? <laughs> it's it's funny to see a werewolf in like really short shorts, <laughs> right? <laughs> Two. So, uh, I mean, I guess t- it's for positive or negative through Michael J. Uh, J. Fox's performance. You kind of see the possibilities, which makes this frustrating. Every time you see him, that like you can see that he struggles. Like he gets a little bit of that teen angst going on, mm-hmm. and they drop it. He gets a little bit of that, like, I can't control my anger teen thing. Dropped it. Mm-hmm. Like, they're, they're making him drop all these things that are interesting ideas on paper. On paper, this sounds like there's promise. And, and there's promise with what <laughs> Elliot was saying, too. Like, if you were to go with, like, so you take the teen angst and a werewolf, and you should have something really interesting and cool here. Right. That's, it writes itself. Yeah, it really yeah. does. Like, that's like, okay, yeah. So when he starts, like. The CW made a show, right? Isn't the, that CW? The fact yeah. that no, they, it's MTV. MTV. There is, is, there is a movie, too? too. I've never seen that. But there is a movie called Ginger Snaps. Have you guys seen oh, that? Oh, I've seen it. Yeah. I've yeah, always thought about watching it. Yeah, that's more the female perspective. But that does exactly what you were talking that's about. Cool. Actually using werewolfism, lycanthropy, <laughs> to tell a story about teenagers. Yeah. And with this, you have him 
you have him a little you get a little bit of it like you get a little bit of him having i mentioned like rage issues but he doesn't do anything concrete he rips somebody's He'll, shirt yeah. off yeah Ugh. all he did was rip his shirt and take off his tie i'm like why is everyone scared of him suddenly? and i think that's his performance adding to that i don't think that was on paper i don't think any of these like promises were on paper i think so i'm, I'm kind of putting a positive spin on Michael J. Fox a little bit, but it's not much. It's only really put, shining that spotlight on the things that are wrong with the movie. Yeah. He's our kind of direct line with what's wrong with the movie. The more good he does, the worse the movie comes off for it. So yeah. it's, uh. I mean, the problem is he's one of those guys who has a female best friend who clearly loves him and Boof. he just spurns <laughs> the Duh. worst name character in the history of cinema. That was one of the things I couldn't handle every time someone said her name. Is Boof short for something? I don't know. That I'm not aware of? Farm you? <laughs> yeah. Like, seriously, it's like, it's like a fart sound whenever someone says her name. Boof. Boof. Or but another sound. It, it was just Biff with a different vowel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's the thing where the guy, he spurns this girl who clearly likes him, and he has no reason to be a... Because he's talking to her about this popular girl. Who is also they? They're both on the same everyone. level of attractiveness, so I didn't quite. Yep. they're the same height. <laughs> <laughs> Going between like the this movie, like yeah. Pretty in Pink has the same sort of storyline where she wants to go out with the popular guy that's really attractive, and has the other friend that loves her, but she just doesn't care. Except in Pretty in Pink, it's an awesome movie. Yeah, it's a good movie. They actually give the the popular person some depth. This girl. Other than being blonde, <laughs> why does he want her? Well, she shows side boob. Yeah. There you go. But like, no. it, it truly is just nothing but a physical attraction, which makes him seem so intensely shallow. Well, it's part of being a werewolf. I, I mean, mean, it's, it's <laughs> puberty or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I could, as somebody who went through uh, high school, I didn't go through the werewolf stage of high school, but I understand that, like, I like that girl. Like, me and her can have something because she's really attractive. And what she'll do you see what's special yeah, about me. I'm a special person. My mom kept telling me so. It was like, yeah, sooner but in or later, a movie, she'll understand. You gotta have like some. If you want to like this character, you gotta have some like tiny hint of why he likes her beyond her boobs. The way the the movie mishandles her is that they go on a date when he's a wolf man, and then he takes her home, and he asks her to prom, and she's like, "No, I'm still going with." my other boyfriend <laughs> and she like slams the door in his face and but then she like, winks at him that was kind of funny but like by doing that it just established her as like a total bitch who's like uh, rude to everybody and it's like you have to have him see her be a bitch to other people and realize that oh like she's treating boof really badly kind of the way i've been treating boof and have that realization of like wow like she's awesome with me but to the rest of the world she's really mean yeah. like i'm in this cool kids club but the cool kids club hurts or makes fun of other people and i'm not comfortable with that you don't get any of that That'd yeah be a for, really her, great movie. for her <laughs> yeah. for her to slam the door on his face like that at the end of the movie where there's a split second like he has to choose between her and boof why would he pick her <laughs> like fuck her there was no tension in that scene he's a werewolf yeah but like that's the th is like the whole movie they do such a good job painting her as a horrible person yeah. that you never go like oh i could kind of see why he likes her you can never side with him and then well she's kind of hot right and then on that, on the other token, Boof isn't like she briefly Boof calls him. Boof is attractive on, too. She's she attractive looks like too, Phoebe but, Cates, but she also calls him out on his on his crap once, and then it's like, oh yeah, whatever, I'll dance with the wolf. Yeah, yeah but can we talk really quick about that relationship between Boof and uh, Michael J. Fox? Because yeah. he, 
What is she, it? Like, what well, is with it? It's weird for one because everyone's just like, you should fuck Boof. Like, even his yeah. dad's like, hey, if you she look at Boof. 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 Yeah. She comes over and she's, hang, she's hanging out with his dad playing basketball. Well, this she's looks like the even... most fun game of basketball I yeah. have ever seen. Like, my God, if I could play basketball and have that much fun, I would do it constantly. I'm into the things you're into. <laughs> it's just like she's like a part of their family almost. Right. It's just Weird. It's a very arranged marriage sort of thing. Yeah. Like, why don't you, boof. This is what you're have supposed you thought about to boof? do. Stop looking at the blonde girl. There's boof available. But boof. either way, so the thing I want to talk about with them is, so they go to that big party, and uh, she lies to get pull his name in the game, where like all the girls have a guy's name, and then they pull a name out of that, or they get their name pulled out of a hat, and they have to do something crazy and physical with that person. She lies and says his name so they can go in the closet and make out together. And she's super forward. They've never done this before. And she's like, all right, I'm finally going to make out with you. And he fucking rips up the back of her shirt. She's got bruises. She's bleeding. <laughs> and they never bring it up again. No. The rest of the movie, she gets really mad. She slaps him in the face. And then when she walks away, you see these huge claw marks down her back. And she's just like, nah, It's played whatever. for comedy when it maybe shouldn't have. Yeah, that's a weird comedic beat in yeah. this movie. Like, And maybe even in the 80s, it might not have been. But I would hesitate to use the word comedic. <laughs> yeah, so would I. But if that's what if it's supposed to be played as comedy, like what the hell is that? And Watching this was a very much an archaeological dig into the <laughs> customs and mating rituals of the '80s yeah. because I don't understand a goddamn thing. <laughs> like, why are you on the floor covered in whipped cream, handcuffed to each other? I don't. Is understand that how, what's yeah, going what are they on? Doing? Is that how Babby is formed? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's how you imagine it when you're a kid, right? Yeah. Like, you just roll around in whipped cream back to back, and there goes Baby. Yeah. Baby happens. Yeah. Babies making babies. <laughs> and you just claw someone's back in a closet and then two babies. And then there's... And that's just being slightly aggressive. Like yeah. not yelling, Ow, you're hurting me. Yeah, yeah. You're being a little aggressive. Ow, your fingernails slap in the face, and then the next day she's playing basketball with dad. Like what? Oh, and Oh, now it all comes together. <laughs> we know who she was really after the whole <laughs> there we time. Go. I'm using you to get <laughs> she your wants dad. herself an older werewolf. Yep. He was cuter in the makeup. His hair yep, had like absolutely. like poked up volume and stuff. Which person, Michael J. Fox or the dad? The, the dad. dad. <laughs> he looked like a troll doll. So <laughs> so, um, I think, he just looks so lovable. I think you alluded to it briefly, or maybe I'm wrong, that you said like at the end of his first transformation when he opens the door yeah. and his dad's just standing there and he looks like you know, a hobbit or something. It's the best scene. It's, it really is. It is. That really, he does. He looks exactly like that dwarf from uh, The Hobbit with yeah. the big nose and the mane. Yes. Oh, yeah. one, the of the, one of the 12 yeah. interchangeable dwarves yes. that come yeah. to his house. Um, I watched this movie in high school because uh, high school is when I really discovered the Back to the Future movies. Mm -hmm. Like, I'd seen them as a kid. But in high school is when I watched them again and realized they were, you know, one of the best gifts that God has ever given the human race. <laughs> but... I, I realized that, like, wow, I've never seen Teen Wolf. How is this possible? I rented it immediately, and I was just like, I, I got it from Netflix in those days. Oh, wow. Um, oh, disc delivery. early adopter. Disc yeah. delivery. Yeah. Um, so uh, what happened was, like, I watched the movie, and this was when I was at an age where I was a little more forgiving about film. <laughs> where I was just like, well, I guess it's okay. And now I'm a little more willing to be like, this just sucks. Yeah. Um, but when I saw that scene, like, um, the... He's freaking out in the bathroom. His dad's at oh, the door, so like, good. son, open up. <laughs> you, and a good old you, dick joke. Well, <laughs> yeah, there is, it is that masturbating humor. Like, yeah. just give me a second. He's making the little Don't kid sex here. noises. The Wookiee <laughs> <the Wookie's> sex <laughs> noises. <laughs> but um, one of the... Okay, 
S- sidebar. Like, <laughs> watching this movie, I thought that this is very much like, you could play this as Buffy the Vampire Slayer or Spider-Man yeah. because it's a teenager who comes into this great power. And then the next scene, the dad <laughs> literally says, son, you have to understand, with great power, there must come this great responsibility. <laughs> like, to play act- basketball. <laughs> <laughs> they actually straight up do the Spider-Man. Uh, Wait, this-, this is Spider-Man. Mary Jane is Boof. Yep. Uh, Gwen Stacy's the hot blonde. No. <laughs> Gwen well, Stacy no, no, it's true. It's, it's true. It's true because she dies on the inside at the yeah. very end. The hot blonde would be Liz Allen. Okay. <laughs> what really got me during that scene is when he says, "Oh, I never told you because I was hoping it wouldn't happen." At you know, most of the time it skips a generation, <laughs> and then I'm like, "But." But that's, that's what still about valuable when information. he has a kid? Yeah. What about when he has a kid and he has no idea what's going on? This, this baby's really hairy. Until the baby was born. This is a really hairy baby. Uh, but wow. yeah, when, when he opens the door, yeah. like the general thing about these movies is that the kid has to hide his powers or abilities from his parents. So for him to open his door, open the door and the dad is a werewolf too yeah. is a tremendous shock. Uh, like It really like kind of caught me off guard. But by doing that, you immediately cut out like a huge swath of drama from the film. That's true. Because now, instead of, if you were to do this movie, like, say, I'm, I'm just posing you guys a hypothetical. Like, if the dad said, look, like, you're a werewolf, take this, like, locket of wolfsbane or whatever <laughs> the hell and wear it around your neck so that it'll, like, keep the werewolf persona down. But Michael J. Fox doesn't do that, and without transforming into a werewolf, he's able to like access his abilities and become a star player on the team. But because he's not wearing that wolfsbane, the animal side of him is getting out of control, and he's starting to like lash out. He needs to like rip apart a car or something, or you know what I mean. You need to like, write the Teen Wolf show. Some sort of <laughs> yeah, uh, I wanted to see that movie. Yeah, yeah, that great. but it's it's just like it's really like. Maybe in the 80s. The 80s was the big werewolf boom. Like, that's when you had an American Werewolf in London, The mm. Howling, um, Monster Squad. Like, there were a lot of werewolf movies. And I feel like this movie was written by uh, Jeff Loeb. Do you know who that is? Jeff Loeb? Yeah. I've heard of yeah. him. Yeah, I've heard uh, of him. He's a really well-known comic book writer. He wrote, like, Batman Hush, Batman Long oh, Halloween, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Daredevil Yellow, Spider-Man Blue, all that stuff. He's currently the vice president of Marvel Television. Mm-hmm. So you'll see his name in the credits of, like, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Daredevil, like, all that stuff. Like, he's an overseer for them. That's but cool. I didn't know that. The movie struck me as, like, I, it's, I always try not to blame the screenwriter because you never know, like, what the producers and executives did to mess up their script right but i could easily see this as like yes he's using his work like his dad tells him not to use his werewolf abilities but he starts using them and eventually he has to like pay a price for them somehow um it doesn't have like none of that happens instead he gets the girl he he gets the basketball game with him yeah Yeah, they they totally you mentioned they neutered it for a child audience they think and i feel like they cut out all of that conflict and drama because well, let's just get Michael J. Fox rocking in basketball like as soon as possible. <laughs> and that's that's really, I mean, the movie, I mean, one of the things I do like about the movie is that I like that it's another one of those things that we have a problem now where they don't bother with, like, where did this all start? It's yeah. kind of like the movie starts in his werewolf. That's cool with me. I, 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 like I, I did kind of appreciate it. All of a sudden, it's just happening. But it, it is kind of like, let's get Michael well, J. Fox playing basketball as soon as possible. <laughs> yeah. In a werewolf costume. Yeah, in a werewolf costume. He's basically a mascot. He really is. He's yeah. like a mascot they let play the game. Yeah. They they should have had that uh, in Captain America the First Avenger when at first Captain America has to be like 
you know, doing song and dance routines right. across the country. And then he has to kind of, I, I don't remember, he has to, like, force his way into the war. I don't remember how that happened, how he went from one stage to the other. But they could have said, oh, look how stupid you look. You should be our mascot. And then during a game, he can, like, jump into the court, take the ball, make a basket. Instead of doing it at, in practice where there's no stakes whatsoever. Well, I think they're actually in a game. They're in a game. No, it was practice. Are you sure? I thought it was yes. a game. It was practice. That was I mean, not there clear. are people in the stands for, for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> but the, so much of this movie, like, whenever they're in the gymnasium, it is deathly quiet. Like, no... Yeah. When you that go was in, one of my problems with yeah. the movie. The choice of music, when, where, and when we actually got it, how shitty it was. <laughs> I, I do like the Big Bad Wolf song. Hated it. I like that 80s cheesiness. Ugh. Um, I, I like Beach Boys, but they don't belong in this movie. But yeah, <laughs> right. In the transformation scene of him on the court becoming whatever, <clears throat> Teen Wolf. it's completely silent T-W. the whole yeah. time. Until it's, he starts actually winning. Like, but there's like the whole he does the transformation. He goes to the other side of the court. He screams and makes a basket, and then he does it again. And then music starts. Like, oh, I guess we're gonna play basketball now. The movie uses this kind of magical realism to it yeah. that like nobody like j- everybody just accepts that he's a werewolf and it's totally except fine for their one friend right except for the one friend and they don't explain that yeah I was, I was hoping something would happen they, they, they have one conversation like where is he is he afraid of me yeah but who cares <laughs> who cares and they just yeah. keep going i was hoping that would like tie into the whole wolf thing because there's a, a history like like they yeah. kind of let this thing sit here and i'm focusing on that for like most of the middle of the movie when it got really boring yep I do and it like- never paid off I did like when they got to the not prom dancing and he's just looking around and he's just stand, standing there going, mm, like shaking his head at him disagreeably. Yeah. I'm that was afraid funny. of you. Yeah. I feel like they, in the writer's room, they put up a wall of postcards, right? About like, what are interesting plot points we could have uh, in this film because he's a werewolf, like uh, drama with parents. Uh, okay. Let's throw a dart, you know, at the wall. Oh, it's drama with parents. And how would he play that out? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> let's just deal with it and move on. Okay, now we got uh, a bit, you know, kids in the the high school might be afraid of him. Okay, throw a dart at it. Nailed it. Okay, now how do we play that? One line of dialogue. Uh, move along. I don't know. Let's move on. <laughs> he just shakes his head. <laughs> they have um, a bunch of setups for interesting plot and then don't follow through. Yeah, it's like this could have been like a two-hour movie and there's like, all right, let's just chop. We got to get this 90 minutes so it'll play well on TV. Yeah. Oh. With um, on the Wikipedia page, it talks about how the production company they made Valley Girl uh, a couple years earlier, and it got them. They spent very little money on it, and it got them this huge return. Ah. So the Wikipedia page says that they commissioned Teen Wolf because they wanted a movie that would be fast and quick and easy to shoot and would give them a lot of money. So it's like fast, quick, easy to shoot. Those generally don't make good movies. So nobody cared from the start yeah. through the yeah. end of this I, making of this film. I'd say I the only it. person who cared, I would guess, would be Michael J. Fox. Because I actually feel like he cared about this movie. I don't know why I think that, but it feels like he did. Maybe that just speaks to his acting ability. It does. He it probably could. phoned it the fuck in and yeah. <laughs> we didn't notice. I read his book in high school, yeah. uh, Lucky Man. Okay. Uh, I, I was huge on the Back to the Future train. And from my remembrance of it, he didn't really give a shit about Teen Wolf uh, either. He well, this movie was actually <laughs> shot before Back to the Future, and yeah, he actually um, like some of the houses in this movie were used in Back to the Future. So while he was filming Teen Wolf, he saw location scouts for uh, the Back to the Future, like checking out the neighborhood. And Michael J. Fox was just like, man, I would love to be in a Steven Spielberg movie. This Eric Stoltz guy has got it made. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Little do you know, they're going to fire him. 
Yeah. Uh, right, let's move on to... I'm trying to think of who we can even move on can to. I, can I talk about how much I hate Styles? Sure. That'd be a great person to talk about right now. <laughs> in his introductory scenes, he's like going into the locker room and everyone's like, Styles, get out of here. <laughs> and then the scene after that, uh, Michael J. Fox and Boof are walking down the street. Styles drives by and Michael J. Fox is like, just ignore her. Just ignore him, Boof. Like, don't say yes to him. So the opening scenes establish Styles as this guy that everyone just like tolerates, you know? But then after that, he becomes like the life of the party. Literally the life of the party. He's like, running the whole game show, and everyone's like, "Yeah, we loved Styles." He we never Kanye didn't like him, haha. <laughs> but he's a total like poochy character who he has the sunglasses, and he's always like wearing the shirts with the funny phrases. He's he's like an executive's idea of what appeals to the young demographic. <laughs> he uh, he's also the guy who uh, says. Um, what is it? You're a fag or something? Yeah. I don't know if I could deal with that. And Michael yeah. J. Fox cocks his head back and he's like, I'm not a fag. And uh, so it's 80s. very, yeah. But like watching that, it's like you would never have that scene in a movie today. Yeah, but no, no. like if Xbox Live has taught me anything, it's that like teenagers are really like racist, sexist, yeah. homophobic. Yeah. So like that is probably the most realistic dialogue in the movie. That's that's probably true. Yeah, I can't actually. really argue with that. Yeah. Teenagers are horrible people. Still today, that <laughs> yeah. goes on in high schools. But what I loved about looking up after wondering who the frick is Styles, I looked him up. He's a very successful director. Of television. Cool. Of, of television, television, but still a very successful television director. television sucks. Yeah, it doesn't count. <laughs> I thought he looked like uh, Andrew McCarthy. He's the guy from Pretty in Pink, right? Oh, uh, he does kind of look like him. Yeah. But yeah, You're I mean, like, no, you just don't want to associate Pretty in Pink with this movie. And I don't even love Pretty in Pink, but Pretty in Pink's just a way better version of dealing with all these problems. Yeah, I mean, you laid a lot of blame at the director's feet. I do, uh, yeah. And I mean, that guy, he's directed like Beethoven 2nd and Home Alone 4. That makes sense. So he's yeah. really a guy, like he seems like... He's a hired director. He's yeah, a, he's, he's, a, a, he's a journeyman. Yeah. Yeah. He'll come in, you know, bring it in on time, under budget, but... Especially with the editing. I think that's what you were talking about with this movie. It just, like, there's so much air in the movie. Like, you could cut this thing down to, like, 70 minutes. Yeah. Easily. And I think, like, any movie that you can cut down to almost an hour probably doesn't have enough plot. Right. And, like, it's not like, say, Speed, where you can cut that down to an hour, but it's, like, everything you're looking at is, like, pure eye candy the whole time. This movie's not eye candy. In fact, it's pretty ugly. It's, like it's not it's shot ugly. in such a pedestrian way. And I'm not saying it's ugly like on today's standards. Yeah, it's just like the school doesn't really look that nice. It looks like a real school. I don't uh, even know basketball. what the layout of the school even after watching the movie. I don't know where anything is. Well, it looks is. like they got. I know two where the homes. gym is. They have yeah. a lot of boys' bathrooms. It yep. really looks like they, they were able <laughs> he, to rent out two homes. How, like three how do the women go pee the there? There are no yeah. women's yeah. rooms. <laughs> Whatever. But like, that's why the floor was so wet when he was running the other day. <laughs> oh, that that scene was ridiculous because the janitor is like, "Oh, I mopped the floor." Watch yeah, out. did you just pour and a bucket of water on the floor? Yeah, yeah. The worst janitor is the worst. That is, that is why also would you how do they that mop during I school. I I think that would probably be one of the high points in the movie. Yep. I'm saying that like on the scale of that's the some movie. heavy choreography because there. he's running down that soaking wet hallway for like two minutes. Does anyone and know if that was actually him or a stuntman? I don't know. I don't I think don't they cut away because it was good. It was like, good physical comedy. His legs were just like I going think it was all still over. Him. Yeah, yeah, it was still him. I think he, 
the only time you can tell it's definitely not him is when he's playing basketball. Okay, yeah. Or like, when he's on the car doing a handstand. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, that's definitely <laughs> that not him. That looked like a person. That looked like a dummy. Yeah. Was I wrong? It looked like a dummy. Yeah. It was completely yeah. immobile. Oh, yeah. It was just like, he just kind of, it was like you had a really nice hood ornament. What did you guys think of this movie not only had, um, you know, Michael J. Fox from Back to the Future, it also mm. had Francis from Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Oh, yeah. yeah. Completely uh, underused. That's funny. I completely had forgotten one? where I knew him from, and then I was like, "Oh wait, I just watched Leprechaun a few weeks ago." I want your bike, yeah. Pee Wee. I want your bike. Yeah. I like in the very first scene, I'm like, "I know that guy," and yep. he looks like he's 35. He looks yep. very old, but they do that thing where like he's not skinny, so they have him like literally eating food while he's on the <laughs> basketball court, and they call him what is it? Chubbs? Chubby. Yeah. Chubby. That's his Chubbs. name. Chubbs. Chubbs. It's like really. Which is also a 1980s movie. He did nothing. Like he react with like a raised eyebrow when he turned into wolf form, but like and he was kind of perturbed throughout the movie. But then (laughs) then then he shrugged and smiled. Was he the one who was trying to eat Joe through a woman's shirt? Yes. Yes. Yes, That was him. That was the highlight of his performance. (laughs) Yep. I'm sure he felt the same way. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And his career. Wolf form activate Jello. Yeah. One thing I wanted to talk about is. Well, I mentioned how I didn't like the editing of the the music, but then there's just the music itself, and how most of these like 1980s movies that feel iconic to the teenage and people just cherish have a song that we still listen to. There wasn't a single song in this movie that I could remember or ever want to listen to again. Like, wh- I don't understand what happened to the soundtrack if this is supposed to be an iconic 80s movie. I mean, not to all be fair, to 80s be fair, the, movies have like that iconic song, but a they lot have of them do. Something. To, have to be fair, like the Beach soundtrack. Boys stuff makes yeah. sense. Like how we're all obsessed with the '80s. Right. They're obsessed with like even further back, the kind of Americana yeah. sort of thing. So and the '80s is very much looking back to that. That's why like Beach Boys would be in there. Yeah. yeah. And that's why there's sense. that scene that where Miles J. Fox is like, "Man, I love this '50s era music. I would yeah. love to just go there." Yeah. But did they did they just spend that's all realistic. their their like ability to get good music on getting the rights to that song, and the rest of it was just crap? Probably. For the most. Yeah. Now, uh, I know you I know said you're you liked the, the one song, but I don't even remember what song I, that was. That's the song that's playing like during like the big first wolf montage, right? No, it's during the dance. The, oh, um, that's right. I hate uh, that song even more. <laughs> when I was in when I was in high school or in middle school, I used to I used to come home from school every day and I would play games on the computer while listening to this Halloween jukebox from this <laughs> website, and it played songs like um, uh, xentertainment.com. Uh, it's not pornographic. It's about. Um, it's sure. just about like old toys and cartoons and stuff. But old they, sex toys and <laughs> they adult would have cartoons. this yep. jukebox. Uh, it would be songs like jukebox. Um, <laughs> it would be songs like Pet Cemetery or uh, Alice Cooper's Man Behind oh, okay. the Mask. Oh, okay, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but they also had that Big Bad Wolf song, and I heard that song about like a hundred times before <laughs> I even saw this movie. So it has a real like familiarity, and it's like oh, like I that takes me back to my childhood more than anything else in this. I had movie. never heard that song. <laughs> Outside this movie, yeah, neither did I. I didn't uh, even remember it. I remembered it when it started. It's a playing. diamond in the rough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just like, I just, I just hated it. And then they start doing the like the wolf, the, dance. The wolf dance, which just looks like a rip off. Is of, this before Thriller or after Thriller? I don't know. It definitely was a rip off of Thriller. In turn, uh, get over I'm here. I'm pretty sure it was after because I think Thriller was like eighty three, eighty four. Okay, so I like believe it's after. Before. Yeah. Did you guys really like the car surfing, van surfing, I hated whatever? It. No, I thought it was dumb. I, I, I maybe I'm too old for it now because yeah. maybe as a kid I thought it was awesome, but it is now like 30s. It's like, 
You Why? goddamn kids, that's so dangerous. Yeah. You're gonna this die. It made me feel really old. Yeah. I'm just like, that is so unsafe, guys. Like, what are you thinking? Do, do you not have a safety strap up there that you could at least put on your ankle? And it didn't look like they did. Like, it looked like they actually did the stunt. Because if like there's one part where the camera pulls out pretty far, and you can see the police escort on both sides oh, of the car. Oh, really? I yeah, it. it's just like, wow. So they actually did this, yeah. which is awesome, but very dangerous, and you should never do this. Yeah. Well, I compared it to the uh, cars in Back to the Future when he would grab the back of a car while he's motorcycling. And it seems like that's the cool, somewhat safe that's, way that's, to do that's, that. That's, that's draft two. Yeah. Well, it's it's just like because when he's doing that, he's like actually like going somewhere. And he's like, this will get me there faster. Uh-huh. So I'm kind of like bending the law a little bit to like, you know, uh, hook on here. But these guys, they're just being showboating assholes. Yeah. yeah. And that styles to a T. This movie is just kind of a, a bunch of edited together scenes of things that 11-year-olds think are awesome. Oh, yeah. You can definitely see this as a 10-year-old going, ah, cool. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, side boob. They don't cool. care about story. Oh, man. Yeah. Side boob, guys. <laughs> oh, man. Let's he went, he's in the closet with her. That's awesome. Oh, he just howled. He totally came. Oh, yeah. I don't he... think a 10-year-old knows that part. No. Nope. Uh. I don't have a knowledgeable ten-year-old. <laughs> I have a very big vocabulary. <laughs> uh, Ooh, right, wolf. Well, as to what John was saying before we jump into quotes here, is there anything that we can all honestly say positive? I want to call it to the, the coach. The coach was hilarious. I'll, I'll give you <laughs> the that. The coach was the best actor. The coach was the best actor. His attitude was very much in in the comedic beats that I like. He was very kind of like oh, whatever. Yeah. And he when he gave him the the two things in the locker room, Michael J. Fox, the two things. He's like, I gotta tell you. I thought it was three. Or three things. Three things. Yeah. Counting. Um, when he gave them the three things, they had nothing to do with anything, and I thought that was great. Oh, yeah, he I tells them a story, too. Like, yeah. at the beginning, he's like, well, did the kid, how'd the kid do? And he's like, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. I, I liked every scene he was in. Like, I love that you told us to come, to come to you if you ever have a problem. He's like, oh, yeah, why? Well, you can see I'm very busy. I mean. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and on the window, it had a decal saying, no students allowed. <laughs> the, the coach That's actually great, got yeah. the credit. It was like, and whatever the actor's name, as coach, whatever. Yeah. So it's like, they were really, like, aware of, like, okay, this is going to be the, like, breakout character. And here. I love when he was trying to talk to the, um, he was trying to forfeit his team to the other yeah, coach of their hilarious. team. <laughs> He's like, uh, I sure you just want to beat the traffic and get home. <laughs> like, is- that was almost my quote for the movie. I went with a different one. Still from the coach, of course. But, yeah. um, but like, he, that comedy was what probably should have been the rest of the movie. It should well, have been that kind of style because... To be even more broad, comedy should have been the movie. Yeah. yeah. Instead of this weird wishwash of like... Well, but they, I mean, like they had such a strong story. sense of com- like comedic timing with him yeah. that like they could have... like Everyone else could have been very kind of that whatever, which would have made the wolf transformation even funnier. Like... If they're all like the coach, like, oh yeah, you know, you, you just happen to grow hair, whatever, man. It's, it's just like it <laughs> almost feels like it's a movie that should have just embraced having werewolves. Like, oh yeah. fuck, you're a werewolf. Yep. That's awesome. We got a werewolf on our team. Oh yeah. man, like, like they should have just. What's it known, like? Like werewolves should have just been a thing that's part of society. Like, I feel like if this movie was done as tongue in cheek as something like Wet Hot American Summer, it would have been perfect. This yes. needed this needed that kind of absurdist style. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's just too underdeveloped. It's too boilerplate. Like you could replace like werewolves with i don't know wearing a cool shirt or something yeah, yeah. and it's like the same thing uh, you could replace it with wearing pia flyers from uh the sandlot yeah he it's could, the same thing yeah like this could be like like mike or something yeah. like he gets a pair of michael jordan sneakers or uh ka, 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 what's his name kareem abdul jabbar yeah uh, you yep. could get kareem abdul jabbar stick sneakers to be like era appropriate and that makes him like the <laughs> coolest kid in school yeah like it's just because when you put it into that 
you know, horror comedy vein, like you're going up against like some of the best movies out there, like, you know, Shaun the Dead or um, Gremlins. There's no horror in this movie. Yeah. They, Lean in, Chewie. There's no horror in this movie. No, not at all. It's no. like this is a movie where um, I said, like, maybe the executives like took the took a good script and like just pussified it. But it yep. could also be something where the execs are like looking at focus testing and being like, okay, basketball's big, Michael J. Fox is big, werewolves are big because of American Werewolf in London yep. or whatever. Let's just put all those in a movie. Like, what kind of scene? Like, they're just like spitballing. It doesn't feel like scenes. it was written before. It doesn't no, feel like it was a spec. That, yeah, it's no, just it like, okay, wasn't. put, put these scenes together. Jeff Loeb didn't write this for fun. They got, they're like, who's a comic book writer who's can appeal well, to kids? Well, this before he wrote comics. Before, he, like, any comics? The only thing I think he had He's written He's going to write comics someday. Was, we should hire him. Yeah, <laughs> sure. He started writing comics in, like, the 90s. This, oh, okay. The only other movie he had done at this time was Commando. Which I like Commando. Well, Commando is pretty the, funny. Okay, like, yeah. It, it knows it's it's no yeah. it knows it's humor. No, it's, so it's, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's like he wrote more, a good movie. So yeah, it's I just blame. proven that it's it's just movie by committee. It's yeah, it was. Like, Absolutely. Who, who can we hi- like? What can we get for this, 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 and this? Like Fast Times Richmond High is really like okay. So we need this type of comedy. We need this, mm-hmm. and we need this, and put it all in the same movie, but make it as not edgy as possible. And we just have a million dollars. Woo! Yeah, it's like you know everybody does some art and everybody does some commercial work, and this was the commercial work for everybody involved. They yeah. it made money, did its job. It was should not have been remembered, but was for some for reason. For some reason, yeah. it is remembered so fondly. And although we weren't really able to pinpoint in this episode down why people still love it, I think Elliot's it's probably, probably right. just it's Michael just, J. Fox. It's yeah. Michael J. Fox, Back to the Future fanboys. Yeah, same year. Yep, that's what it's got to be. Uh, all right, so we should move on to quotes. Uh, so we're not here all day, as we've done in the past. Uh, mine comes from the coach as a lot of them might today, because he's the only one who had funny things to say. Uh, so mine comes in the beginning of the movie, the first basketball game they're playing, and they're talking about how terrible they are, and the vice principal comes up like, it's not going very well, is it? He's like, no, look at their sneakers. If we had those type of sneakers. And then as they're talking, uh, I forget his name now, the actor who was in Pee Wee Herman. Mark Martin. Holton. Thank you. He uh, he gets really mad and throws the basketball, and the coach <laughs> catches it, and he goes, that fat kid's got a great arm, though. <laughs> Uh, can I go? Yeah. Yep. Uh, I would say another coach line. It's uh, you were you brought this up about him saying all these like, look, you just got to remember three things. And the one I really liked was never play cards with a guy whose name who's who shares the name of a city. Yeah. <laughs> whose first name is a city. Yeah. And it's like there are a couple other ones. I don't want to take them if you guys want to use them yeah. as your quote because there isn't a lot to go through. <laughs> there are a lot movie. of good ones. But. Uh, just like what I liked about that little thing is just that it tells you so much about the coach and what kind of like weird, dangerous life he's had. <laughs> Which like imagining like the backstory of a supporting character is more exciting than actually watching the movie in front of you. Mm-hmm. That's so sad. I'll go next. Uh, my quote comes from my favorite scene of the film, which is the uh, reveal that his father is also a werewolf. And from nice. the revealing moment, you know, Michael J. Fox is making all these noises that sound maybe like sex noises in the bathroom, and his dad's banging on the door like, son, whatever you're doing in there, I guarantee you I understand what you're going through, and we should have a talk. And then he opens the door, and you see his dad's a wolf, and he says, an explanation is probably long overdue. <laughs> it's really funny. It would have been funnier if Michael J. Fox was just <laughs> masturbating. Yeah. And <laughs> what do you want, Dad? Time. Oh my God! <laughs> they do make a they do make a Harry Palm stroke, right? Like yeah, they do. He's, yeah. he's talking to the girl, and he holds out his hands, and they're just covered in hair. Yeah. yeah. There's lots of masturbation jokes in this movie. Oh yeah, yeah. great for ten year olds. There probably should have been more. Yeah, probably ten, been funny. At least uh, ten more. Yeah. Uh, I can go next. 
uh it's basically in that same that same scene that ryan was talking mm-hmm. about uh where he was telling i hope it passed you know i hope this you know i was hoping it would pass you by you know go, skip a generation michael j fox's line is hilarious well dad it didn't pass me by it landed on my face <laughs> <laughs> oh acne <laughs> That was going to be my line. Oh, really? Yeah. No. Yeah. What? That's hilarious that he cut you off and then it was your line. Yep. Directly before. Yeah. Yep. That's what you get for you going last, I guess. You almost got there. That's why I had to jump in early. I, I like immediately, like, I want to say the card player one. <laughs> See, but when he thinks of acne landing on his face, I think cum because it was supposed to be a masturbating joke right before. That like, brings a new light to it for sure. It does. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not going to make is that why his, uh, quote. I think that's Is that why his fur is so, like, fine? Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't really understand what point you were making. Can you say that again slower? <laughs> Touch no. your feet more. Stop! <laughs> uh, so for the review system today, I'm going to, again, this might be difficult with the movie that we have. But I don't think so. I think we'll be able to Movies you would have rather watched. Yep. <laughs> Easy. Actually, that was originally going to be it. Um, but I'm just going to do any movie with a werewolf in it. So this one does not so, abide by our rule where wh- they need to be on two legs. Okay. This can just be anything with a werewolf. So rating by movies we should have watched instead. Essentially, yeah. <laughs> we should have watched with a werewolf. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go first because okay. mine is definitely one that we should not have watched instead because I, I want to tie into <laughs> yeah, this yep. movie. Uh, mine, I'm probably going to take Chewie's and she can get really mad at me. I'm going with an American werewolf in Paris. God damn it. Oh, no. <laughs> That's why I wanded to go first. Why Never did you know it. that was going to be it? I don't know. I'm just I'm married to you. I'm good at this <laughs> stuff. <laughs> That's Julie Delpy, right? Yes, it is. Uh, so this was a movie for me kind of like Teen Wolf that had a lot of promise. Because I love mm. an American Werewolf in London, yeah. and I mean Tom Everett Scott was kind of big at the time, so it kind of made sense <clears throat> to put him in more stuff. Um, he's really kind of the only big person in the movie. I mean, well, Julie Delpy, but she wasn't really big for this style of movie. It's like, oh, you're in a great talking movie with Ethan Hawke. Let's put you in a werewolf movie. Uh, <laughs> like she talks, your like boobs. Julie Delpy is talking, talking, and the wolf is like. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a better. She's like, yeah, you're Arr right. Boobs. The philosophy, the Arr philosophy Arr of <laughs> Emmanuel Kant really does apply to this. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a much better movie, uh, but that was my problem. It's like I watched an American Wolf in London as a kid, and I was just enthralled by it. It didn't really scare me. It was just one of the greatest things I'd ever seen. And then I remember they're making the sequel, and I was so excited about it. I'm like, and they said it's half horror, half comedy. I'm like, all right, perfect. Just like an American Wolf in London. It's oddly funny. And this one just didn't understand oddly funny. It thought that it had to be a slapstick comedy in parts and then a full-blown CGI horror film in parts. I'm like, nope. No, they're supposed to work in tandem together, right. not completely against each other at all times. And that's what, this, that's what Teen Wolf was to me. Well, I'm glad right. we didn't watch that. Well, I'm just going to go with my, since you took my thing. I'm sorry. My backup I'm for not. everything during this entire month. Oh, God. Van Helsing. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Is, wait, does that have a mummy in it? Is that still on the table for, I for next week? Oh, yeah. I don't, does it? I don't yep. think it does. No, it doesn't. Ooh. It's not a specific money mummy, but there are the undead in that movie. <laughs> That's not, the guy's doesn't a Whatever. But <laughs> Hugh Jackman is, becomes a werewolf in oh, Van Helsing. Oh, and <laughs> <laughs> it was delightfully like everything that I hate about Teen Wolf. I love about Van Helsing. It's just balls to the wall fun. Yeah, it's what it, Teen Wolf needed. Yeah, it's just like we're just gonna go for it. It's going to be absurd, and people are gonna love it or hate it. Most people hated <coughs> it. I really enjoyed it. You're the one. Yep. I know. I'm that way a lot of the times. I'll go next. Uh, I wanted I. 
just drew a blank. Um, Underworld Evolution is the one. Oh god, the one with the hybrid. <laughs> Good choice. <laughs> the hybrid. Is that, that's the one with the hybrid, right? Where they yeah. like have well, the, the hybrid. Isn't it at the, the end one. of the yeah, first the one? Yeah, the hybrid is the, the very beginning. Scott of Speedman series. as the hybrid. Yeah. Oh, like, there was like a super hybrid one that was like really ridiculous. I don't know. No, it, it, he's birthed at the end of the second. At the end of the first one, he's a main character in the second. But what's okay. evolution about? Is that even the name of Underworld? Yeah. Yeah. Underworld. Underworld Evolution. Underworld Rise of the Lichens. Underworld oh, Awakening. Oh man. You can go through oh. four of them. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. And there's another one on the way. John, did you have anything else to go with that? <laughs> no. <laughs> that's, that's cool. I was just wondering. <laughs> I'm gonna jump in. Rona okay. Mitra, right? Uh, so another movie that, it, uh, to me, I associate or I, I liken to Teen Wolf for the same reasons. One, I saw uh, i was aware of it i saw previews i had zero interest in it two uh somebody sat me down and made me watch it i'm sorry it wasn't you you didn't vote for it It, no yeah no no uh i blame the voters for this one (laughs) and and three i hope i never have to watch it again (laughs) twilight new moon (laughs) my roommate made me watch it made us all watch it uh and we did the riff tracks versions it's the guys who do mystery science theater uh Mm -hmm. release audio mp3s that you can sync up to movies Mm -hmm. and it was funny but it's still not watchable uh i already brought mine up it would just be ginger snaps like that's (laughs) that's the movie that does teenage werewolf teenage lycanthropy like in a way that actually comments on how like kids grow up like when you the teenage years the reason it's used so much in you know buffy the vampire slayer spider-man batman beyond harry potter whatever it's because you're it's the transition it's like the it's one of the biggest evolutionary stages of your life when you go from being this somewhat um insufficient being like someone who's always relying on other people <laughs> into an to, even more insufficient being <laughs> yeah it's really I mean, a downgrade when you think yeah. about it yeah with less I mean, creativity you you figure out like who you're really being and i mean gender, have you, you guys seen ginger snaps no i, I really seen, want to though i and saw the gotten, second one because it was playing on cinemax has it gotten two sequels? we have done that one Sorry? instead it's gotten two yeah. sequels yeah right? it's i think there were two direct to dvd sequels but it's a movie that's really about how not just when you're a teenager, you start changing, becoming a different person, but also it's about uh, sisters, like having an older sister who kind of drifts away from you, you know, who kind beca- who kind of becomes something else. Like mm. it's very akin to like David Cronenberg's The Fly, because okay. not only is it about, you know, this person you love becoming something else entirely, but it also has some really gnarly like special effects. Cool. Cool. Okay, yeah. so now we come into voting for next week. Uh, final the, phase uh, final of the podcast. Final of the month. Universal Horror Monster, which is going to be The Mummy, which we acknowledge. <laughs> I spoiled it earlier. It's fine. Um, I've already mentioned it in an episode a long time ago. Uh, so it's we acknowledge that doing a specific like Imhotep mummy is going to be very difficult because yeah. they didn't do that a lot. Like that one had very few remakes compared to a lot of the other ones. There have been a lot of mummy movies, just not a lot of like A list mummy movies. Exactly. So for this week, we're doing any movie where a mummy is the main villain. Does not need to be Imhotep. Does not need to be the universal conception of the mummy. Mm-hmm. Just any movie where a mummy is the bad guy. Or okay. even a bad guy. I'll even be a little bit looser with it. Kind of how we did like um, Meets Frankenstein. Epic Zombie gotcha. Frankenstein. So really just anything that we can get a good movie to talk about. So I've got four that I think are good. And I, I want everyone else to go first. See if they get covered. <laughs> Alright. Okay. Uh, I'm just going to go... I'm going to go with the one that's not going to win this week. And if it wins this week, 
Thank you to everyone on Facebook for voting. I appreciate getting a chance to watch this horrible movie again, but it is a horrible movie. <laughs> I'm going with The Mummy Returns yes. from Brendan Fraser. It's not a horrible movie. It is terrible. We're going to watch it that one. It is such wonderful garbage. It's garbage. Why does it have to be it. the second one? Because it's more fun. That has The Rock as yep. the Scorpion King at yep. the end, and it is the worst CGI you'll that's, ever see. That's why well, I want to watch yeah, the second that. one. It, it, it actually just, has an important place in history for worse CG. It's where we realized well, that we needed to get our shit together. Yeah. It's where we realized that, like, oh, you can be on the other side of the Uncanny Valley where it's just awful. Yep. All right. Uh, yeah. We'll just go around the room. I'll go next. Uh, I think uh, I want to pick Bubba Hotep. Yes. Bubba Hotep. Another one yeah. on my list. Yeah. Because... I want to watch it I again. I kind of yeah. hope that one wins. Yep, and too. I'm hoping that one wins. I'm trying to pick something that would I would want to watch this week. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get a good one for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You guys ready? I mean, I just was going to do Mummy Returns, but I'm not allowed to do the same you thing. You can do Mummy 1. Or Mummy Tomb of if the Dragon were, Emperor. Or, no, well, if that's, that's the only one. That, and if that's the only one you want, you can just add to it. So it would be like mine's, like this one starting with two votes. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's allowed. Yeah. So that's allowed. Let me return. I love uh, that movie. Perfect. Yeah, John did that with uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yeah. Yep. And thank so, God it won. <laughs> so I last watched uh, the Mummy with the the predecessor to the Mummy Returns <laughs> in yep. college, and I think that movie still holds up really, okay. really well. It's like surprisingly a fun does Indiana Jones esque adventure as a like, legitimate movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that was a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. Mine's a terrible yeah. movie. <laughs> It's, Stop saying that. It is. No, it's not. Like, it's in the realm of the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie, where it's just like a fun thrill ride. A fun adventure. With a, fun a adventure. lot of special effects. But I'm going to uh, completely throw my vote away by <laughs> uh, voting for the 1998 made-for-TV movie Under Wraps. Oh, it, is a, it is the second Disney oh. Channel original movie, and it features... Tony's going to make uh, us watch that one. Yeah. Bill, I don't even know that one. It's Bill Fagerbake. I think is how you say his name. Excuse uh, he you. was <laughs> he's the voice of Patrick on SpongeBob SquarePants. Uh, he's oh. on Coach and uh, the I've Stand. I've seen this movie. SpongeBob. Yeah, I'm just not realizing I've stuff. seen this. <laughs> so yeah, under wraps. Uh, why not? Well done. All right, I have two. I had two movies left on my list. The one I won't throw into the hat is an, I was going to try again to get Peter Cushing and Christopher Lee and do the whatever '50s or '60s right. version of the Mummy with those two. But I'm going to throw out uh, a movie that I I saw as a kid, and uh, Chris, who was on the last two weeks, just made me watch again uh, a couple of weeks ago, and it's so good. Monster Squad. Fuck. That just went on Netflix. Yep, it did, and it's available for free. I've so. never seen it. Oh my god. Never seen it. So good. That's such a tough choice. Yeah. How do you choose? I'm glad I don't have to choose because it's my movie. I can't yeah. vote for it. I mean, and you can only vote for Under Wraps once. I'm actually happy with the selection. I think we have a really difficult vote ahead. Yep. And Mine's, everyone on Facebook, you have a big responsibility. You, you do. do. To not you have a great vote power. for mine or apparently under wraps. <laughs> you, have, you, have, you, have, you have a great power. And with that great power comes a very great responsibility. No, I actually, maybe aside from Under Wraps, I wouldn't mind watching any of these. Yeah. yeah. I would watch Under Wraps again. Yeah. I remember somewhat enjoying it. I didn't really realize that I'd seen it before until we started listening to who was in it. I'm like, oh, fuck, I've seen that. Uh, okay, so I guess we should vote. I'll, I'll vote first because it's pretty clear for me. Uh, I'm voting for Bubba Hotep. Okay. I'm going to vote for Mummy Returns. Monster Squad. Uh, I'll go with Bubba Hotep. Okay, so we have, and you've already voted. So yep. we have two for, because you voted for mine. Oh, did she yeah. get another vote? No, no, you only get okay. one vote. So, you so can, I don't even, okay, I thought that just went as my movie again. No, no, no. You're, if you're, so you I just didn't choose a movie. You, you don't just choose voted. a movie, you get to choose to vote instead. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we right now we have two for Mummy Returns. Yep. 
two for Bubba Hotep, one for Monster Squad. Yep. Correct. All right. Uh, okay, so with that, that brings in a close of the episode. But before we do, we got to get plugs, and we can let you know where you can find Elliot if you enjoyed him on this episode. He has two of his own podcasts. Yeah, uh, I do the podcast Beyond School. It is a sci-fi audio play about a teenage girl who's uh, chasing evil aliens across the world. Sounds and, awesome. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the other one I do is called Superhero Sampler. Uh, where my friend John Brickley and I just talk about random episodes from superhero TV shows, past, present, and future. Uh, is that limited to live-action cartoons, both? Uh, you know, we take all kinds. Awesome. So we will do uh, not only uh, the good ones, but the bad ones. Yeah. <laughs> like, so the good ones are the Flash, animated ones. not only but also Arrow. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Um, we, we not only did uh, the Flash the new version, yeah. but we did the 90s version. Excellent. Yeah. Which, oh, with the Flash uh, is dead. Yep. Yeah. So uh, you have that. And then you can also find me on Twitter at Escape E-L-L. Nice. Cool. Uh, I've listened to both podcasts so far over the past couple of weeks. They're both very good. I highly recommend both of them. Oh, thank you. I need to go back farther in your play, though. I mm-hmm. need to start from the beginning. Yeah. I just picked up the most recent one. I'm like, I don't really know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> there, uh, there are 11 episodes at this point, and it started off very, like, you know, mystery of the week. Okay. And now it's like got a deep mythology of aliens cool. and like nice. crazy technology. So yeah, but every episode is like under 20 minutes, so it's really easy like cool. uh workout audio. Yeah, one a one-way yeah. podcast. One-way podcast. One-way yeah. podcast. Yeah. Uh okay, so there's are there any other plugs around the room? Are right, and then no. we have check 15 nope. check again. Check 15. We'll talk about that again in a couple yeah. of weeks. We'll uh, definitely bring that up when we have Kyle on. So bye. 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 Adios.